TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're going to be here until 11 o'clock, taking your computer calls, comments, questions, and concerns. So feel free to get online. We have three lines open, 800-966-WTIC and 522-WTIC. Uh, so get online. i got a story for you guys that um, I'm hoping you might help me with. Um, so this is a story. of you've, you've heard the stories of your dog eats your homework, right? And, you, you know, of course, you didn't believe it. I've got a little... A little have a niece at home, and that little guy will eat your homework. He's got a paper fetish. Don't know why. Um, but I digress. This is a story about the cloud eating your homework. So we have a good friend of the family, and uh, they this, this uh, student uh, enrolled online at a local community college and uh, using their Blackboard software, which is a pretty common package, I guess, for a cloud-based educational system. And he enrolled in four classes – Online at a local community college, the same one that I went and got my motorcycle license when I had my midlife crisis. Uh, and uh, so he's online taking these courses and logging in, doing the work. His mom sees him doing the work, sees him submitting papers, sees him doing the work. And the end of the semester comes, right? We're, come, we're done with the, that, that semester, the fall semester, and he gets four Fs. And of course, the family's pretty upset. What were you doing? Well, he says, I was doing the work. <laughs> so they all hop in the car and go down to the, the community college and say, what's going on? Why did you give him Fs? Well, he didn't do the work. And they said, yes, he did. Well, they say, well, I see that he logged in in September, but that was it. After that, he didn't really do the work. And they said, if you can prove that he was online using your browser history or something, we might come up with some sort of arrangement uh, because, of course, he spent thousands of dollars on this cloud-based virtual education from a local community college, and he got bupkis. Um, we looked at his local browser history, which, of course, is cleared every time you clear your Chrome because of a privacy setting he had there. Nothing wrong with that. We looked in the cloud, looked at Google's information, tried to recover his browser history that was deleted using tools that you can get from um, uh, Ezus to try to EZUS to try to get your data back. He's going through line by line to try to find examples of his participation online. So my question to you guys out there, because the school's like, oh, this never happens. You know, he logged in and only did it in September, but that was it. Um, this never happens. And uh, I wonder if you're out there, if you're out there in Radioland, 50,000-watt Newstalk radio station that this is, do you have any examples of your kids getting burned like this from this Blackboard software with virtual online courses? please email me at gethelpatabbing.com or call in today, 800-966-WTIC. And uh, I'd love to hear, your, hear if you've dealt with this yourself. Now, this is the point, this is one of the great reasons why I'm down on the cloud, right? This poor customer of education has to prove he took 
the class. Did you? Do you think the school called the people writing the checks for the tuition once? Hey, why did you pay us thousands of dollars and only show up in one a couple of classes in September? Nope, they didn't call. They didn't, they didn't call. Email. Do you think they emailed them? Hey, buddy, you're giving us thousands of bucks here. Why aren't you coming online to do the work? You think they did that? Nope. Now remember, these are colleges who care about the students. They care about your success, right? Baloney. They care about your tuition. Exactly. <laughs> if they cared about your success or cared about you as a student, they would have done the least little thing. What happened to you? You fell off the planet. Well, we've got your money and you're not participating. So, you want to know what they said they did? They messaged him within this Blackboard software. Now, he was logged into Blackboard. He was online doing the work through this Blackboard software. Obviously, they have corruption in their user configurations or the software itself. Some Somewhere, that database got corrupted. He was submitting work. He was doing the work. They were messaging, hey, where are you? But they didn't actually email him or well, call. There's a defect in their in their whole process. The fact that he can submit a uh, some work online and not get an online receipt. Exactly. Confirmation. Right. Okay. That's that would have been, one. That would have been perfect. He could have said, look, here are all the receipts of my submissions. Do you think they do that? No. And the other thing is, is if he misses X number of classes, where's the notification Right to an email saying, "Hey, where are you? Why, why aren't you submitting this work?" Yeah, and they seem to not, you know? not give a darn about this student. And uh, so, if you're out there, I got so I got a call coming in right now. I'd love to hear from you about your experience at Blackboard. So let me let me bring that up right away because it's it's affecting this poor guy. He's spending an entire fall semester, and now he's got his F's um, because they said he wasn't there, but he was. Hey, Debbie in West Granby, what do you got for me on Hi. Blackboard? Hi, I'm a professor at a community college. Yeah, and just. Yeah, just to let you know, I run into this issue all the time. If they have a Chromebook or, or sometimes they use another program yep. uh, other than Microsoft Word to do their work. Yep. Right? That's what he it did. Really yeah. It doesn't upload the way it should. So I always tell them, okay, you have to go over to the tech department. The tech department usually helps them out. Yeah. So, and then they're, you know, then it's all set. And if, if for some reason, and I only had this happen once. Mm-hmm. Actually, and actually, it was straightened out, so it's not even worth mentioning. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they can usually they straighten them out, and uh, it works in there. But it usually has to go through Microsoft Word. So the student you're talking about probably didn't check Blackboard for his grades to see where he was at. He probably never checked that. And right. the second thing, he, if he did all his work, and I'm not saying if he did or didn't, I have no clue. I'm going to say um, he did. All right, let's say he did. He probably should have done it in Microsoft Word. But that's so. That's neither here nor there, Debbie. So, when you're, if it, with your community college, do you guys right. offer any kind of receipt for submission? Do you guys, if if your student, if you're doing an online course and you've got 20 students and one of them paid and never shows up online, would you reach out? Well, I my class is not online, but I use Blackboard. Uh, okay, so I don't know what an online professor does. I don't know what their, you know, what their thing is. Yeah. But um, for me, usually I send them emails. I try to contact them. Right. Because. I t- happen to teach freshmen. Yep. And freshmen, you know, they're just transitioning in and all right. this. Right. And, um, you know, many of my colleagues do the same thing, I would have to say. I would agree that yeah. they should, right? I mean, this is, he's got four courses. Again, he's, he was online doing all the work through Blackboard, but you're right. He did not use Word. We asked him if he did the work in Word and then submitted it. He did it through the editor that was allowed through Blackboard. So he thinks he's online. I don't know about yeah. checking grades or what he bothered to do checking his grades. Yeah. He's a good but, student. He's a very good student. I guess he assumed he was doing well. 
Um, yeah. But nobody reached out to him, and they're making him prove that he did the work now, which is very well, difficult to do. I don't do. know about that situation. I can't comment on that situation. Yeah. I can only comment about what I do. Yeah. Uh, but after a certain point, you know, when you do reach out to students, they have to reach back, too. But know, he, did, right? he didn't know he had a problem. Remember, he's yeah. he's uh, just happily logged on as he thinks he's doing everything correctly and doing his work. And uh, they're not getting anything from him. So they said they worked through Blackboard to message him, which is obviously the problem, rather than emailing him or calling him. I mean, uh-huh. you spend thousands of bucks on tuition. Yeah, I but mean, see, that's the thing. That's the thing, though. I usually mention them, uh, do it through messaging, too. Um, but if that's the problem that system, how are you going to actually communicate? Well, they usually, actually, my students don't really have too much problem because they usually check in. Right. Or, you know, you reach out other ways, too. Yeah. you know, email. A lot of times my students will email me yeah. just through the email system. Yep. And then I can email them back, like if they have a Gmail account or whatever. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, you seem so, to be a more oh, conscientious professor, which is great. <laughs> well, I, like, I teach freshmen. Again, I teach freshmen, remember, you know, and I kind yeah. of reach out to them. But the other thing is I do think that students have to take a little responsibility here now. Did yes. he even try to check his grades? Because if you're not checking your grades and you're just going along and think you're doing well, you have to stop and think, oh, wait a minute, let me check in, see how my grades are. And then you yourself catch it right away. Yep. So, you know, with the funny, the funny thing, he, he is responsible for yes. his own, you know, education going forward. So, but you get you four know. professors, so four classes, four professors, none of them alerted him, none. Well, that was on him to to check his grades, really. You know, yeah. but again, again, you know, it depends upon the professor, depends on whatever. Yeah. You know, like I said, if I teach freshmen, I kind of recognize that, but you know, and I reach out to them, and if they don't reach back, well. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm and the. If fo- they're not checking, if they're not checking, if they're not checking their grades, then, mm-hmm. you know, too, it's also on them. Oh, there but is obviously, it yeah, it takes two. Par- a partnership. Of you know? course, there has to be a partnership. I agree completely. I mean, I but I've gone to many a uh, a college fair with my three boys, and yeah. the line we're fed as parents is, "We care about your students. We're going to help them succeed. Help them. Help them. Help them. Help them. Help them." And this is not an example of that. Uh, I agree. I agree that he should have maybe used that tool to see what his grades are. Uh, yeah. If that is, if that tool is in there, Mike, I don't know about it. I've never played with this this software, uh, yeah. but I still strongly feel that one of the four professors could have said, "Hey, buddy, where are you?" With something yeah. other than messaging within Blackboard, uh, some other method of communication. But Debbie, thank you so much for for yeah. uh, calling in. Yeah, sure. So I hope that helps them anyways. So next time, moving forward, to, yeah. Ooh. Check my grades. What about receipts, though? When you, when a person submits a, an actual uh, paper to you, did they get an email receipt saying, "Hey, I submitted yeah. it"? To- I, I grade it right. Th- not grade, but I check it right there. You know, I go through, I kind of edit it and send it back, and it goes right back to them within the Blackboard right system or within the, the email. Through the Blackboard system. That's the problem. The yeah, but nothing outside the Blackboard system, right? I don't. I don't do that. No, Blackboard's no. a really good system if you hold into it. No, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, I think. I think the other thing is too. I don't know what other people do. I can't speak for them. Yeah. But um, in the beginning of the semester, they usually have, uh, you know, so students can go and learn about Blackboard. And usually in my class, I go over Blackboard with them. Yes. Yeah, you know, I show them right of it, and I do it like two or three times because I know that it's all new. You know, and yeah. they are freshmen. From my case, in my case. They're freshmen. Yeah, in this case, he's a senior level uh, student that had to take some home courses. So he never actually set foot in a classroom. So he never. So this was purely online, cloud based education from soup to nuts. So yeah, yeah, I don't know about the. You know, I don't do compute. I don't do online classes. I uh, 
I took a survey a few years ago on, when I was on vacation, and I asked a group of people, actually uh, over by um, Woods Hole, yeah. you know, I was sitting there, and I asked my students, they were just sitting in the cafe, and I said, excuse me, you know, I kind of interrupted, I said, yeah. excuse me, uh, how many here have taken online classes? How many? And I found that most of them said they've taken online, and that was okay, but they've also, they also liked the, like the hybrid ones mm-hmm. because they liked the communication with people. Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, so, that's, that's... And that's another thing I... I'm, I feel we're losing in our uh, society is this communication thing, you know. Oh, I hear you. For another whole other show. It is, Debbie. And, um, yeah, and good luck. Good <laughs> Thank luck you. Time. Thank you very bye much bye. for chiming in. Yep, bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. So there's a, a professor who has had an issue, but minor issues uh, with Blackboard. If you've had issues as a student um, where you thought you submitted Blackboard uh, classes, I'd love to hear it because the cloud ate this poor guy's homework completely. All four classes, he's gotten an F um, because they said he never participated, even though he was online participating. His parents saw him, <laughs> and uh, and uh, now he's got to prove he was. And uh, the, the the college is saying, "Hey, we don't have, all we have is a few logins here of you, and then you went away, and that's it." Crickets, so, crickets is all you have. Nobody nobody called him. Nobody so. emailed him. Call in and we'll move you to the front of the line. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear about that. So we're going to step out for a quick break, get to your call. Sherry and Stan, this is Computer Talk with Tab. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And uh, we're going to be here at 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. We have one line open for you. And if you're a student who's used the Blackboard software and gotten burned... Yes, I agree with that last professor. He should check to see how he's doing. <laughs> Can't argue that there's not a 50-50 uh, uh, ownership here. Um, but it does seem a little odd that four professors wouldn't say, hey, buddy, you're really doing bad here. You haven't logged in. Can we help you? Um, that never happened. Let's go to Sherry in West Hartford. Hey, Sherry, what's up? Hey, hi. Thanks for taking the call. Sure. I had a problem that I finally figured out, and I wanted to run it by you in case anybody else has this problem. All right. Okay. I have a Dell computer window, running Windows 7 okay. Pro, Yeah. and I got this warning on my computer saying that I had low disk space, mm-hmm. which I was surprised at because we have a 232-gigabyte hard disk, and we hardly really use it. But 232 I- gigs is really, really tiny. Yeah, not for us. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, the operating system takes up more, a lot of that space. But go ahead. What's your? Yeah. Uh, well, here's what happened. Yeah. So I looked around and I said, "Well, I'll just delete some old files I have and some mm-hmm. pictures and open up some space." It opened up some space. Point nine eight gigabytes, right? Yeah. And I then I checked a little bit later, and it was up down to nine hundred and six megabytes. Mm-hmm. And then I got the warning again for the disk. Yeah. So I said, well, I'll run the Norton full scan. Maybe I have a virus. Mm. I ran the Norton, and I noticed it was taking forever, and it was stuck on a file that it was looking at, Norton 360. It was looking at itself? Yes. (laughs) I I come to find out Norton has a backup, and it was taking up 135 gigabytes. Yeah, we're not big fans. So it backed up itself, 135 gig. Wait, yeah, half of your drive space was backed up? Exactly. To itself. That's not really a backup. That's kind of like... That's really kind of stupid to back up a drive to yourself. Anyways. And who knew? So yeah. I already have a I already have um, a hard drive, a, a portable hard drive yeah. anyway. That yeah. I so I deleted that file, nice. and now I have massive thirty one gigabytes. Yeah, you're you've got a lot of free space. I have a lot of free space. Well, so, thank you. Yeah, we've seen uh, antivirus, old fashioned antivirus software like Norton do all sorts of really bad things. That's why we don't recommend them anymore. I I couldn't believe it. Now <laughs> let me ask you. Well, as long as you brought up this um, problem. 232 gigabytes then is not, I mean, we 
we really obviously don't need all of it to begin with, but mm. what would be, because we're looking for a new computer, yeah. what kind of a hard drive and what kind of capacity would you recommend? Well, 1,000 gigs by default is where you'd start generally. Really? That's a terabyte. Yeah. A terabyte. Yeah, 1,000 gigs, and that's going to cost you 80 bucks. I get more dry space on my phone than you have in your current computer. <laughs> I don't rub it in. <laughs> all right, I'll keep that in mind, but obviously I still have plenty of space for what I need it for. For what you that's the key for what you need it for. Right. If you upgrade it, I mean, you know, the, the new versions of Windows 10 confiscate 7 gigs of space now to help with their updates alone. So I mean, the amount of space that's being consumed by these operating systems is massive. So even that terabyte, what what's the drive space capacity of uh, Windows 10 now? What do they what do they grab when you load Windows 10? Oh, I don't know. I think it's like 90 gigs. 90. Or yeah. Really? So they're yeah. going to grab 10 percent of your. Drive space just to have the operating system. They will stay with Windows Seven as long as they have it. Sure, go for it. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks a lot. Anybody else looking that it could yeah. be that three sixty file? All right. Thanks, Sherry. Sure. Bye. All right. Bye bye. Little uh, tip from the from the folks out in the radio land. Let's go on to Stan in Norwich next morning. Stan. Hey. Good morning, guys. Hey. <laughs> I have a slight problem. Of course. Morning, I have. I both picked up a browser hijacker called s.yimg.com, and I cannot get rid of it. I've run every malware problem, antivirus that I have. Nothing takes care of this bloody thing. So basically you're uh, you're getting s.yimg.com. It's a Yahoo problem, right? Well, I, I have no idea. I looked. I've checked out on online. Somebody, it, all it does is come up to a blank page. Yeah, it comes out as what I see when I do this. Uh, it looks like a Yahoo issue. Okay. Are you using Yahoo for some reason? Uh, yeah, well, AT&T, Yahoo.mail. Yeah, so it's not a hijack. It's an issue with Yahoo. Uh, well, I, I tried it with, I tried it with um, my Firefox. It's on that. I tried it with Chrome. It's on that. No, you're not. Uh, so you're misunderstanding. So you're actually confirming my point. If uh, it's on every one of those browsers, it's not a hijack. It's this cloud service that has a problem. When I type in s.yimg.com, it says Yahoo will be right back. Thank you for your patience. Engineers uh, are working quickly to resolve this issue. So uh, it looks uh, it looks to me like your cloudy Yahoo service has got a problem. What do you think, Bob? Because I just happened to start I agree. the first time. Well, the first time is I'm, it's the first time. I don't think you're hijacked. If every one of your browsers is doing this. Yeah. Um, your account within Yahoo is is displaying some sort of problem, and uh, according to Yahoo, they'll be right back. Um, <laughs> now, you can always, if you think there is a browser hijack, you can go, go clear your cache. You can go to all those browsers and clear your cache. If it's just a basic little browser hijack, you know, kind of an, um, an innocuous one, you can clear your cache, change your default uh, page to, let's say, Google, right, and yeah. see if that's going to clear it up. If you can get to Google... I assume you can get to Google right now if you type in Google.com. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. So you can go anywhere you want. The, a browser hijack would force you back to something else because okay. it would be a hijack. It would say, no, no, Stan, you must go here. That's what a hijack is. In your case, you can go anywhere you want. It's just when you happen to go to Yahoo, you have this thing showing up, which to me seems like an error at Yahoo. And it only happens occasionally. I mean, it doesn't happen every time I go to Yahoo. Right. It's their service most likely having a problem, Stan. It's them. Yeah, I, I thought – I didn't know what I thought when I saw it this morning. Like I said, first thing, it, it happened this morning. And I've got, you know, uh, open DNS yeah, and all yeah. that on 
I think you're clear. I think you're completely fine. I just think the service is down uh, for I you. Went, I went into my uh, Windows 10 permissions, website yeah. permissions, yeah. and I actually deleted it from the permissions, but it's still there. Well, again, it's not you. It's them, they're delivering it to you because when you go to Yahoo, because that's probably your default page, right? Uh, yes, it was. When you when you go to that page, they're delivering you this error message. Well, um, so you can delete it all you want, but if they're having an issue or an outage or down, you can't stop that. So clear your cache, your browser cache, like I said. Yep. Set your default to Google.com and see if you come up every time clean there. It's not a browser hijack. It's a problem with you, Yahoo. Okay, thanks a lot, guys. We're going to give that a shot. All right, Stan, good luck. Yep. All right, bye-bye. Yeah, sometimes it's them. You know, you've heard the thing, it's you, it's not me. In this case, it's me, it's them, it's not you. We're going to step out for a quick break, get back to more of your calls. This is Computer Talk with Tab. If you're a student, or maybe if you're a professor out there and you've had online courses through Blackboard, um, and you've found some students that thought they did all the work on Blackboard, and then their classes never... The data never got to the right spot within the Blackboard system, clearly, and you ended up having to give them an F, and you found out that there's an issue with the Blackboard software. I'd love to hear from you. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC, because uh, I've got a friend who's, whose son is dealing with this right now, and uh, they don't know what to do to prove they did the work. We'll be right back. We are back. So, I'm a big fan of the uh, Netflix series Narcos, and this isn't the theme from Narcos Mexico. And then I saw this, <laughs> I saw this uh, article on um, the Register, one of my favorite uh, IT blogs out there at the UK. And the headline: Who cracked El Chapo's encrypted chats and brought down the Mexican drug kingpin? Uh, his IT guy. <laughs> so. It's kind of it's kind of it's a perfect thing, right? So basically, uh, El Chapo, we know the, who this guy is, right? He's very notorious drug kingpin, runs a Mexican drug cartel. He's in jail. Yes, he, well, he escapes all the time. I mean, he, he, he you know he could dig a hole and have people dig him out. Oh yeah, and nobody ever catches. No, him. no, El Chapo, where'd he go? I don't, I don't know. I don't know where he went. And they dig him out for free. You know? yeah. yeah. So in this case, the IT guy brought him down because now in this trial, they're hearing all sorts of. Uh, calls that were made between El Chapo um, and uh, his folks. You know, the trial heard several recordings, but starting this week, the prosecutors started playing more, in which Guzman discussed cocaine deals, warned his bodyguard not to kill policemen, and even had a brief conversation with a corrupt cop commander who he had just put on the payroll. So this is all something that he, El Chapo used an IT guy to produce an uh, uh, encrypted network. So that they could make phone calls encrypted and and, and uh, the authorities couldn't hear them, right? They're encrypted. So what happened here was uh, there was a call that was made to one of uh, El Chapo's guys called Sfuentes. And Sfuentes is, was complaining that his network was down. Now, this call was unencrypted. So the FBI heard it and they heard this guy named Rodriguez chime in. Saying, "Hey, buddy, I, I'm happy to get your network back up and run. You gotta buy a computer, and then um, I'll set up the encrypted network again." So the FBI found out who this Rodriguez guy was because of this unencrypted call they caught because this guy's network was down. Of course, Suentes there was complaining about the fact that when he gets the the network in place, he's whining about the fact that you got to use large passwords. It's too difficult to use the security. You know, like every other user we see in our world complaining about. Security, 
this this guy's complaining oh, to man. his IT guy. I don't want to use a long password to protect my millions of illegal dollars. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. <laughs> or legal, do- legal dollars because we hear it as well in our business world here. But the funny thing is, so then uh, what happens is obviously the IT guy is, isn't getting paid enough because the FBI poses as a Russian um, gangster who wants to set up the same kind of network. So they, this Rodriguez guy meets with this Russian gangster who turns out to be, I guess, an FBI agent and uh, starts talking to him about setting up this network, realizes, hey, wait a minute, this is the guy we want to use now. The, you know, the FBI says, hey, I'm going to go ahead and flip Rodriguez so that we can now listen in, tap the so cartel's you, messages. You mean to tell me that El Chapo wasn't smart enough to have an exclusive contract with this guy? Exactly. <laughs> you got to pay your guy enough. Now, this is another issue even in small businesses where they've got this maybe one IT guy internally who's working, maybe you got a 50-person company and you've got your one IT guy. I mean, he's got the keys to your castle, guys. So make sure he's happy or understand he's got the keys to your castle because El Chapo didn't understand that. And clearly, Rodriguez either was stu- super greedy and maybe he was being paid well by the Mexican cartel. Because literally, if you screw up there, you die in bad ways. <laughs> um, so the FBI flips this guy, and Rodriguez moves their uh, encrypted network from Canada. It was all being hosted in Canada to the Netherlands. The moment they did that, he gave this FBI the encryption keys so they can log in now and listen to all the calls. And, uh, of course, they had these amazing calls with all the evil stuff that Al Chapo was doing. So the moral of the story is... Pay your IT guys well, <laughs> or understand they could bring you down <laughs> if you're a bad guy. And I'll put a link up here to the story. It's pretty funny. Or your to read. data could just evaporate. Oh, poof. Or it could show up someplace unintended. Like yeah. The, like, oh, what happened uh, in FBI? Germany, right? Remember what happened in Germany? They all got doxxed. Some guy hacked into all the uh, German uh, politicians and released all their data. Mm. Uh, so we'll put it up there for you to read. It's. Kind of interesting. So feel free to get online. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. And also, if you've used Blackboard software as a student and somehow, some way, you lost your data and the college said you didn't take the work, do the work, even though you did, I'd love to hear from you. Um, let's get right to your calls. So we're going to go to Paul in Litchfield first. Hey, Paul. Paul, you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm just getting off the road. Um, I got a question about Windows Defender. Yes, sir. I keep getting these error me- or these messages telling me that Windows Defender has stopped such and such from making changes to my memory. Good. The programs that stopping to make making the changes are malware bytes. Oh, they're uh, fighting with each other. Yeah. What's that? They're fighting with each other. It sounds like. How do I stop that? Can you throw a link up that I can check out later when I'm done working? Well, you have too many things running. So Windows Windows Defender is an antivirus program, but so is malware bytes. Right? Did you pay for it? Malware bytes? No, I did not. No, it's it's the free malware bytes, and I uh, keep it on my computer and use it periodically. They're conflicting with each other. It sounds like it's got to be running. Yeah, you got to look down in your system tray, see if it's running an exit out of malware bytes. Yeah, don't leave it running because you can't really have two running at the same time. They can conflict, and so what Defender is doing is banging into those tools. It's also slowing your system down by having all of them running. So I would turn off CC Cleaner, turn off malware bytes, or even uninstall them both. And just let Windows Defender run if you're going to choose that as your antivirus. Don't have multiple antivirus programs. Okay. Is that, right. That's Thank easy you enough. Very much. All right, Paul. Good luck. Hey, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, too much antivirus is not, a good, is not a good thing. Well, typically when you have two, it slows your PC down to a crawl. Yeah. And I've seen uh, PCs with as many as four. 
running at the same time. Yeah, running at the yeah. same time. You're not extra safe. <laughs> You're not extra safe at all. Yeah, why is my computer so slow? <laughs> That's way too much medicine. <laughs> Let's go on to uh, Rich in New Haven. Hey, Rich. Hello. Hello. What can we do for you, sir? Yes, I'm getting, uh, I have a network connection, Windows 7, two computers, one's a laptop, one's a, uh, a PC uh, desktop type, and uh, today for the first time I'm getting what they call a network error, Windows cannot access the other computer, I get that on both ways, and the error code is 0x800700350, I've looked it up on Google, and there's Lots of different suggestions, but I don't know if any of those things, because they require a download, are safe. And if you guys have any other uh, type workaround. I've done a, I can see that there's, I could probably restore, but it says, uh, you know, I have one restore point on one computer and the other one shows several. Mm -hmm. I'm just Uh, wondering uh, if you've seen this kind of thing where they don't connect. I can see them on Explorer. Yeah. Oh, you can see them? You can see them as available devices? Oh, yeah. And There's no I red X on, there? And they're in the network uh, uh, map. All right. but, I, uh, but when I click on them, I get this... Uh, yeah, path not found. Well, yeah, network error, check your spelling and all this other stuff, and you diagnose and nothing happens. Right, so both... I've, re- I've recycled both powers and all that, and every, all the powers for the network uh, equipment. and everything. All right, so can, you get the, can you get to the Internet from both of them? Yes. All right, so the network is up. It looks to me like your share was lost, like the, the path you shared wasn't... Uh, it needs to be reactivated. I'm guessing. What do you think, Bob? I think you're right, and uh, I actually have a link for us to post that with the fix. So oh, you do. Yeah, you're going to go back and double check that the resource is, is properly shared. That resource got unshared somehow, maybe through a Windows update or some it's change. More likely an update. Yeah. yeah, I did the updates this week on both of them. Oh, and that's that's when this happened, right? Well, no. It, oh. it was okay yesterday after the uh, did the updates, but then to this morning for the first time. I've ever had this happen. Hmm. It didn't. Interesting. I'm guessing it's a it's a sharing issue in that the resource is no longer shared. You need to reshare it the way you did originally. Uh, on so, one of the computers. On the, yeah, whichever one you're making, quote unquote, the master or the one that you're looking to the data for. I assume you're on data on both of them that you're crossing, right? You're only going to one. I can go typically either way. Okay, but you get a share either way then. But this time, uh, yeah. But I, uh, I established it all with the desktop one. It's an HP. Six zero zero five, and the other one's a Dell laptop. But yeah. I've never had any trouble with it before. Well, welcome to our world, Bob. Uh, <laughs> you, you've already checked out networking hardware. You can do you can surf the internet, so the network is working. Yes. Your issue is the resource isn't available for whatever reason, and we're I'm guessing it's a sharing issue, or maybe even a permission. Yeah. So the you did the update on the Windows Seven, and maybe it applied new security permissions that you need to reapply to the resource. Okay. Oh, I we found good. a security hole here. Let's fix it. Yeah. <laughs> so I can follow your uh, suggestion on your uh, on, on your. Yeah, it site. should work. Yeah, it should work. If that's if this is the cause of the problem, it could be like you said, numerous things that could be the cause. But this is where we would start. Yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of them listed when you look at that code, and they I don't know if they are required downloading something to fix the files. So well, fix the files. Sometimes Microsoft does have a quote unquote fix it utility. This is not the. These just require you going in and looking at the settings and fixing the okay. settings. Yeah. So you don't need to download anything. Great. I found two links. One's Microsoft and one's something else, but it's very, the one that something else has uh, some nice uh, screenshots so it's easier to follow. Oh, very yeah. good. When you start downloading stuff from the Internet, we get nervous. So do I. Yeah. Yeah. 
Good. All right. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. All right, Rich. Good luck. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We're going to step out for a quick break. Bob, hang on. Uh, stick around. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. If you've dealt with Blackboard software, online courses, I want to hear from you. If you're a student who's done the work and then didn't get credit for it online, the cloud ate your homework, per se, uh, give me a ring. I'd love to hear from you. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. What about businesses that may have lost data, data in the cloud? Give no. us a call. Yeah, well, there's that, too. <laughs> we know that exists. But this is another example of you now. Are you the, you're the actual customer. Logging into the cloudy portal, and the school is like, oh, we don't see you did the work. See you. Sorry. Got your head in the cloud. Yeah. We'll be right back. <laughs> and we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're here till 11 o'clock, taking computer calls, comments, questions, and concerns. Three lines open for you. Feel free to get online. We'll do our best to help you out. And if you've had any trouble with... Online courses. I'm reading some of the stuff from Blackboard. And uh, Blackboard has a three-hour time limit. And sessions will time out after 90 minutes of inactivity. Web browsers do not register typing activity. If you're typing an assignment, assessment, or discussion submission for longer than 90 minutes, the session may time out when you submit it. And you'll lose all your work. There's the cloud for you. So, of course, they tell you to prevent lost work. Work locally on a word processing program. Now, kind of, it's it's like counterintuitive. Use the cloud. We're out there. Come on, use the cloud. Put your stuff out in the cloud, but make sure when you actually do your work, do it locally. I mean, it's completely backwards to what they're trying to push. And now you got to prove that you did the work. So it, it does make sense to make sure you protect yourself from the cloud, do your work locally. Um, but then, of course, you got to back up your work locally because if you have a problem where they can't find you, there's stuff in the cloud, and then your computer fails, well, you're still out of luck. You got to prove your, your your cloud didn't eat your homework. Let's go to Bob in Middlebury first. Hey, Bob, what's up? Hey, how are you? Doing fine. Hey, I've had a solid state drive in my uh, lap, my desktop for a couple of years now. Nice. And it was only a half a terabyte, which was fine for me. I use all external storage for okay. everything else except for the operating system and the few programs I have. Nice. But it was getting uh, filled up a little bit, so mm-hmm. uh, it's unbelievable what a solid state drive does for your your computer. It's, oh yeah starts up like it faster than my phone. Yep. It, it programs open instantaneously. It was yep. unbelievable. Yep. So I want to stay with the solid state. So I've been looking for one on sale, and I got a Samsung terabyte, one terabyte yep. solid state drive. Nice. And they have their own software for migrating or cloning the drive, mm. and it works excellent. Okay. Really, it just works excellent. Good. But I want to take the old half a terabyte and put it in my uh, laptop, and I'm having a hard time. It's a PNY, and I can't find any... I tried. You can't use Samsung. It only uses. It only works on their own drives. Hmm. And I can't find something. I tried something. I downloaded, and it just keeps failing. Do you know of any good migration software for? Or it's a PNY. They don't even have anything on their website for. Well, are you saying, Bob, that the is, is a drive being recognized by the laptop as a drive? Well, it they, it does when you when you use the the software. It only you can only see it when they use the migration software. Even though it, it goes through the whole thing, it looks like it's working at the very end. It says uh, it failed on the uh, software that I was using. But within the BIOS, when you brought when you plug that laptop hard when, the hard drive into the laptop, does the BIOS register that drive? Jeez, I'm not real technical, you know. <laughs> okay. But, well, you the know, fact that he's got software maybe that it does. sees it, yeah, it's got to be showing up in the BIOS. Yeah. No. Do you know of any good <clears throat> goods? Uh, I'd like to get it for free, but I mean, I doubt uh, you have to pay, it, pay for it. I mm. can't remember how I did it because I did the PNY a couple years ago when right. I. 
bought it the first time. But, but you're just remember. loading. You have a you have a, a blank drive now, right? Did you format well, the drive? I didn't, I didn't format it. You recommend formatting before you try to clone it. Well, so the laptop, the laptop. No, no you don't need to format it it'll because do that on its own what, it what it'll do is it'll do a uh, block by block copy. If you do a, use a disk cloning or disk copy software, right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like a Cronus or even the one that came with the Samsung. Eases makes one, Eases, too. Eases, yep. Eases is pretty good. Yeah, but PNY didn't, didn't come with one, and they don't have uh, oh. one online that I could see. But here, these are these you got to buy, the ones you're referring to, I'm sure. Maybe not. Here, Bob's here, got an idea. Well, yeah. yeah. i got one for you to try that we use, mm-hmm. and it's very good. It's Clonezilla. Clonezilla. Did you hear him? Clonezilla? Clonezilla. A Cronus works well. Eases works well. Mm-hmm. And there's other ones. But so you're trying to clone whatever was on the old laptop hard drive to this new sol- to the old solid state now, to right? The old solid state, which yep. still has everything on it. But like you said, it'll 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 clear it up. It'll it. it should. The only problem I had with doing the new one with the one terabyte on my desktop is it, it sees two operating systems when it starts, and it, it it takes a while to start and flickers back and forth. Then it finally comes up and says, "Which operating system do you want to use?" They're both uh, <clears throat> Windows 10 uh, Pro. Mm-hmm. But one's on one block, and one's on another block. I'm wondering if it didn't didn't eliminate my existing. Uh, oh well, no, there wasn't nothing existing. That was a new right. drive. Right. Well, actually, I, actually, I did. I did. I was going to put that in my laptop, so I did clone it to my laptop. So when I then I said, well, it's a bigger drive. I'll put it on my desktop. So yep. it did have a, a previous cl- uh, clone on, on there, but I don't hope oh, it didn't leave them both on there. It should format it and start fresh. Short, short well, if it sees one, and it may have a hard time figuring out which one to boot up to. Then worst yeah, case, you so format there's it. There's a way to figure out if it's on there. It is twice the size now. Well, what you twice can... as much info on that drive now because mm-hmm. it was a it was a quarter of a terabyte. Now it's a half a terabyte. Mm-hmm. So you it did leave something on there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you should be able to tell because it'll give you a different brand and and, and um, a part number for each drive. Plus, it'll give you the capacity. So, so if you from, know your primary drive that yeah. you want to use as a source drive is 250 gigs, right. and the one that you want to clone to is 500, you can see just just pick by size. Oh, I know that. I'm just wondering if it kept the old information when I cloned it with the Samsung software, if it kept, there was a previous yes. uh, clone on that drive, so I wonder it if it kept it on, because it doubled the size of that drive. It was supposed to only be about a quarter of a gig, right? and now it's, uh, it's about... Uh, I mean, it's a quarter of a terabyte. Now it's about a half a terabyte. Yeah. But anyways, it's the main thing is I just want to get that other one. Yeah, we'll put, we'll put a link up to some uh, CloneZilla software. Bob, is that free? Yes, it is. All right, so you can and try then that. Another thing is, how come I can't you get you guys on home Google? Like, or, or, hey, Google, I don't want to say it because you're going to listen to me. Uh, oh, the radio station? The on there. It would have been so nice to get it on there, you know? I don't know. Um, you should be able to... Ask Google to, Google to play us. It uh, depends on how you phrase it. I get all the other stations, but TIC doesn't come on. Uh, and I don't know. We don't have the. We almost should have on our walls in here what the phrases are for each of the smart microphones in your houses, so that you can play <laughs> the uh, radio stations. So we don't have them here, but there are, there are specific phrases that you have. You can say that have a better shot. What oh, do yeah. you think, Bob? You use the Google, right? Well, use, I use Google, but. <clears throat> Well, my wife knows what to do, but with the phrases, with the phrases, but yeah. uh, should be a it's a password. I got to I got to I got to uh, use Bluetooth to get you guys because it's only on uh, radio.com that I can find you. So. Well, wait, maybe you can just say, "Hey, Google Play radio.com." I yeah, don't know. Yeah, all that doesn't uh, work. Man. I don't know. Well, doesn't radio.com have exclusive to uh, WTIC? I'm pretty sure they do. Mm. It's uh, a Rube Goldberg approach to radio. I'll tell you about. Just flip on the old radio. Well, 
Come in. That's the reason I don't, I don't listen to TSC a lot because it just doesn't come oh, in. Oh, you're online. in Middlebury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I Good love point. having, uh, you know, using online. Yeah. There's an FM station. You can use 96.5 HD2. Have you tried that? No. 92. 96.5, which is the big, you know, TIC FM station, mm-hmm. HD2. So if you have an HD radio and you go to the second channel on it, you can go ahead and listen to Ray Dunaway and all his glory and high definition. He sounds literally like Optimus Prime. It's an excellent station. Yeah, 96.5 HD2. All right? All right. Thanks a lot. You got it, Bob. If we get that command, we'll let you guys know as to what you call your smart microphone sitting in your house listening to you, how to play our station. We'll be right back. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.